0: Be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye, and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, offer no resistance to one who is evil. When someone strikes you on your right cheek, turn the other one as well. Should anyone press you into service for one mile, go for two miles. Give to the one who asks of you, and do not turn your back on one who wants to borrow. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your heavenly Father, for he makes his sun rise on the bad and the good and causes rain to fall on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what recompense will you have? Do not the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brothers only, what is unusual about that? Do not the pagans do the same? So be perfect, just as your heavenly Father is perfect. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. When priests ask for feedback on their homily, that's not quite what we had in mind. But speaking of which, see how that goes. We're figuring this out. We're still new. The law of Talion has been around for as long as. Humanity has been around, if not actually as a law, at least as a moral principle, something that allows us to say, this is how justice is done. The law of Talion is simply a fancy word for eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Just about every society, just about every age of human life, human history has had some form of that little law written into their moral code. An eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, a slug for a slug, or as little kids on playground say, the rule of paybacks. You hit me, I hit you. That rule, that law of Talion has been around for a long time. There is of course some uneasiness with this law of Talion. On the one hand, it seems like a perfectly reasonable and logical and certainly human way to exact justice in this world. If someone hurts me, I should have the right to something in return. If I get punched in the eye and have a black eye, I should be able to punch that other guy in the eye and give him a black eye. If someone steals from me this, that, or the other thing, I should have the right to get the same value back from that person, reasonable, very logical, and it sort of allows us to feel like, well, you know, justice has been done, which is important for everybody in every society all through history. But there's something in this law that leaves us queasy, feeling a little bit unsure, uneasy, because we know that at the base of a lot of our human troubles, The law of Talion, tooth for tooth, eye for eye, slug for slug, has been at the root of many of our troubles. A lot of relationships. It's sort of written into the unwritten contract of a relationship between two people or three people or ten people or a community. You know, if he has insulted me, then I should at least have the right to give him the silent treatment for three weeks before I figure this thing out. Internationally, you know, if you throw a bomb at me, I have a right to throw a bomb at you. If you take some of my land, I have a right to take some of your land. If, if you want to drop an H-bomb on New York City, then I'm going to draw an H-bomb On Moscow. That's the way it goes. Leaves the world always on edge. Leaves the world always wondering what's going to happen next. It leaves the world feeling like maybe justice has been served but humanity hasn't been served well by this rule. So what's wrong with it? Where's the problem? First problem is the threat of escalation. We all know that when two kids are fighting on a playground There's that temptation when the person wants to slug back or beat the other kid up just as he's been beaten up. There's always that temptation to add just a little more oomph. So if he gave me a black eye, I really, for the troubles he's caused me, have a right to give him two black eyes in return. You know, teach him a lesson. And that escalation, of course, rises and rises and rises and rises until you know, we have the threat of nuclear war hanging over our heads since 1960-something and beyond. So escalation. You know, there's always a temptation to give a little bit more than I got. Second problem with this is it's, it, it allows us the luxury of vengeance. It allows us to say, you know, I have a right to hate that person because of what he or she did to me, and I have a right for vengeance against that person. It's only just eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, slug for a slug, bad word for a bad word. And that, that vengeance, when it's given a place in our heart, that hatred of the other person, that, that does damage to us. It's like a cancer inside us and it grows and it can kill us spiritually. So allowing vengeance a place in our social justice system is pretty dangerous for us too. It's not like after I've slugged the other guy for slugging me first, that everything's forgiven. No, that hatred has a way of working its way in and staying there and sometimes growing. So that's the second problem. Allows us the privilege of vengeance. Vengeance does damage. The third problem with the law of Talion, the third law with problem with, you know, eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth is that it has no place in it for the exercise of mercy. So there's, there's no consideration that maybe mercy is the right answer to this problem. That if someone hits me, maybe my first response should be one of mercy, forgiveness perhaps. Rather than striking back, maybe that person struck me because there's something really deeply wrong with him and that's deserving of compassion and mercy. Who knows? But there's no place for mercy in the law of Talion. And it's precisely here that Jesus goes after the law of Talion in today's gospel with his evangelical hatchet. He says to his disciples, remember he's up on the mountaintop, He's giving them their their, their marching orders, their directions. He's teaching them the basics of the gospel, the basics of the kingdom of God up there. He's done the Beatitudes. He's done a lot of other teaching. He gets to this basic principle that the Israeli people, the Jewish people held as, as, as foundational to their justice system. Eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth. Jesus says, you've heard it said. Back in the book of Leviticus, you've heard it said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. This is how justice is exacted. This is how we keep our society and our tribe together. It's how we keep things equal. Jesus says, no. I say no to that. You've heard it said, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. I say to you instead, I've already been teaching you about love. I've been teaching you about what blessedness is. I've been teaching you about humility. I've been teaching you about mercy. I've been teaching you about forgiveness. How can I teach you all that and allow the law of Talion to stand? I say no to the law of Talion instead of a tooth for a tooth or an eye for an eye. Don't defend yourself if someone slaps you on one cheek, bang, give them your other. Don't retaliate. Don't allow vengeance a place in your heart. The gospel I am teaching, the good news I am bringing to you, what I'm asking you to take into your hearts and to live so that the kingdom of God might prevail on the face of this earth is for you to love your enemies. Now back in the book of Leviticus, which we heard in the first reading, a beautiful reading about loving your neighbor, God the Lord says to the people of Israel, love your neighbor as yourself. So says the Lord. What that neighbor meant was somebody within your tribe, within your community. You love your family members, yes. You love your neighbors who live next door, yes. You love your fellow Jewish people, yes. But the people on the outside, you didn't have to love them. That was another tribe. That was another people. They were our enemies. And Jesus says, no. What good is there if you only love your neighbor, if you only love your brother? What good is there if you only love the person who loves you? That's kind of easy. Loving your neighbor means turning the other cheek, even when they harm you. And this isn't just sort of wild teaching of Jesus. This is what he is going to live out and what we are going to commemorate in a few weeks when we get to Holy Week. Jesus does exactly in his own life what he's teaching those disciples up on that mountaintop. He turns the other cheek. He does not hold on to the law of talion. He doesn't say, You hit me, therefore I get to hit you back. To the contrary, he accepts the injury, the persecution. He accepts even death itself without retaliation, without vengeance without saying, I have a right to hit you back the way you've hit me. Well, you can imagine Jesus' disciples. I mean, they were imbued with the law of Talion. It was just part of their world. They never thought Jesus would challenge it. They must have been scratching their heads and say, it's beautiful words, Jesus. Yes, we should love our enemies, I guess, in principle, although... Maybe we don't have to because our enemies are our enemies, the people outside of our tribe. We've never heard that exactly before. How are we supposed to do that? How are we supposed to get over that hurt and that anger and that resentment, those feelings of revenge that we have when somebody does really hurt us? And they do because there's people on this force, this planet, who like to hurt other people one reason or another, or because they're compelled to do so, or because they've been raised poorly, or God knows what. People do hurt one another, sometimes inadvertently hurt one another, but hurt nevertheless. How are we supposed to forgive them? How are we supposed to turn the other cheek? How are we supposed to love them, even our enemies? Jesus is a really good teacher, because he gives them the answer to that question. He can hear them almost pondering that in the back of their heads and saying, this isn't what the old, this isn't what the Jewish tradition has taught us. This isn't what we hear in the synagogues. Scratching their heads, Jesus says, okay, you want to know how, you want to know how to put an end to the law of Talion in your own lives? Do you want to know how to love your enemy? Do you want to know how to walk away from an insult or a slur or a slap in the face? I'll tell you. Pray for your enemy. Because they too are sons and daughters of God, bad though they may be pray for your enemy instead of uh, slapping back pray for the person who slapped you ask god's blessings on them ask god to give them whatever they need in their life at this moment ask god to heal them because they are worthy of god's grace cuz god created them pray for your enemy pray for the person you resent pray for the person you've never been able to forgive Pray for the person you'd like to slap across the face one more time. Pray for the person you'd feel like you could strangle on a really bad day. Pray for your enemy. Prayer takes the vengeance out of our hearts. Prayer for the other person allows us to see them as God sees them. Praying for the other person allows us To wish good and blessings and peace upon that other person instead of taking their tooth or their eye like they took ours. This is the antidote to the lack of mercy, the threat of escalation, the, the awful cancer of vengeance that can reside in our hearts. Under Jesus' new rule, not of Talion, but of the gospel, we are healed. Our enemies are healed. And eventually, if enough of us actually do what Jesus asks us to do in this brief little passage from the Sermon on the Mount, the law of Talion crumbles. And our world, and our homes, and our cities, and our interior hearts become places of peace and real justice because mercy and compassion and forgiveness have ruled the day.